Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach Samantha Shatek teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hello, my sweet friends. How are you in this moment? At the time of recording this, and when this episode comes out, it will be just a few days before Christmas. And so if you're listening to this before the holidays, and you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And if you do not celebrate Christmas, then happy holidays. Today, I want to talk about the topic of surrender and how that takes effort. There's this theme that has been coming up around the idea of surrender. And I think that the type of surrender that I'm referring to actually takes some effort on your part. And it's kind of ironic. It doesn't seem like it would be that way. But the effort is that good but hard internal effort that we do, that we take inside of ourselves. And more than anything, I think it's a perspective shift and a paradigm shift. It's a new and specific internal lens that I think we choose to look through. And it doesn't always come easy, but it also is a choice. I think that it takes effort to actually get to the place of understanding and surrendering. And here's the thing, we have to do the work of self-awareness to get there. We must practice some sort of mindfulness or meditation, and that can be a variety of things and look a variety of ways, but we have to be doing practices in our life that build that observer muscle of awareness of what's going on in our mind, of what's going on in our body, what's going on in our life, and be able to look at ourselves with a little bit more objectivity. And that takes practice. And it also takes incredible discipline and restraint at times from doing the habitual pattern or thing that we've always done or always did in order to not do that thing or to create a new thing that we're doing or a new habit. That takes so much work. And it takes also a certain willingness to be vulnerable and trust. And I think it's a choice to really loosen the grip that fear has on us sometimes in our life. And sometimes we're just going to have fear about things, but we also have to move through that fear and decide on purpose and do things anyway and make choices anyway. And I also think it takes repeated dedication and habits, as well as a really strong focus and intention in order to remain in a state of surrender. It's not a one-time thing. I think it takes also a certain kind of reverence for the divine, whatever that means to you, 
And having faith in something that is bigger and more powerful than us, that something that's bigger and more powerful than us is co-creating life with us. Because I think that what are we surrendering to? And I think that that's a big question. And for everybody, that's different. And in reflecting on this topic of surrender, I've come to discover at least at this point in time, that it's just much more of an active thing rather than only a passive thing like we tend to think it is. And it doesn't mean that we sit around eating bonbons on the couch and endlessly Netflixing. It doesn't mean that we become complacent or that we don't take inspired action. And it doesn't mean that we just check out or ignore or avoid things or intentionally become apathetic or not taking any action or doing anything. Surrender isn't a complacency. It is a surrender of internal ways of being. It's a co-creation and co-conversation with ourselves, our higher selves, and our source. And I think that part of why I'm saying that it takes work is because of our modern society and how we are wired as humans. So most people's normal human response to stress every day, like daily little stressors and big stressors, as well as to threat, is to run or hide or to defend ourselves and protect ourselves. And so our habitual response to stress and threat in most cases is typically not to just internally in our nervous system at a nervous system level to chill out. That's not how we're wired. It's that we usually tend to want to be in fight or flight or fawn. And fawning is a response that is also known as people pleasing. But when we are in fight or flight, In both of those things, there is a constriction. There is not an open flow. It's a protective mechanism and it's normal and it's natural and nothing's gone wrong. But when we surrender, I think that this has to be, for me, this means that we're in an ongoing conversation with the divine. And it feels like to me, it's about navigating this delicate balance between effort and surrender. And on the one hand in life, oftentimes we're told or guided to, you know, manifest things and create things and take action and be go-getters. And that's not inherently wrong. But then at the same time, we're often encouraged to let go and let God and just be and just wait and be patient and surrender. And I think that it can be sort of confusing. And on the surface, it appears like these two things are conflicting. And I think every scenario, there is needed a different level of effort or surrender from us in any given moment. But just like all things on this earth plane that have polarity to it, we can hold, it is possible, and it is the healthy thing to hold both truths or both polarities at the same time. And so what does it mean for us? What does it mean for you 
to do that dance where you're finding that delicate balance between your effort and your internal surrender. And you know, I think surrender, that word, it seems like such a simple and straightforward concept and word. But when we dig into it, it's actually kind of a complex topic. And its meaning actually feels a little bit subjective. And I think it's based on each person's interpretation, of course, because we all have our own lenses, our own experiences and our own programming that we have experienced in our life. I really love looking up words sometimes to see what the meaning is in the dictionary, just to give reference and to give a baseline starting point. And here is what the Googles told me that surrender means. It means to cease resistance to an enemy or an opponent and to submit to their authority. That was the number one meaning that came up. Another meaning came up was to give oneself over to something such as an influence or to the power of another. And the third meaning was to give up after a struggle to retain or resist. I think that this most common definition of surrender, which is the first one that I listed, which is this to cease resistance uh, to an enemy or opponent and submit to their authority. I think that is the most common definition of surrender when we think about it. And I think that that conjures up an image of like war and defeat and therefore weakness and failure. And I think surrender in its most common definition is definitely not something that we want to do or sign up for or are even remotely interested in. Um, And it's something that I think in that definition would definitely try to avoid. And I think we typically perceive surrender as an act that we are forced to do by another person who has power or authority over us. And it then inherently implies that there is a power over dynamic where there's a winner and a loser, death could be possible and imminent, and that the failure in surrender is seen as a weakness. Okay, so that is the definition that I think a lot of us think of. But the definition of surrender that I'm referring to today has to do with this idea that the struggle that we are giving up is the one with reality and the one with ourselves. I think the war that is often going on within ourselves is the resistance we are letting go of. Although sometimes that manifests like an external surrender and a letting go as a result. But first and foremost, we are letting go of a struggle of some sort or a resistance. And I think this can look different for everybody as far as what that struggle is. But we are giving up the struggle to think that we control everything and everyone and have to do it all alone. I think it's about sometimes just getting out of our own way. And when I say that, I'm going to explain to you what I mean. It doesn't mean that we aren't intelligent and intuitive beings. It means that we're letting some of our protective walls become more semi-permeable so we can let more love in. It means that some of the ways that we've been programmed that are habitual, that don't serve us, we are being aware of 
and looking into so that we don't keep creating the same thing on autopilot that isn't working. I think it also is putting our egos in check and requiring it to take a back seat to our heart and our brain and our intuition in harmony together, working together as a team. I think it's having a conversation first and foremost with your heart rather than your ego. It's not that we don't acknowledge ego or that ego isn't important because I think it is, but we're not letting the ego run the show. I think it's also acknowledging that as humans, we are made of energy. We are made of atoms and particles with negative and positive charges. And we have an energetic field around our bodies because we are an electromagnetic person. We are an electromagnetic energetic being. And we are a medium between the sky and the earth. And there is a natural flow of energy that flows between us, like a positive and a negative and a battery, and like a flow of water through a hose because there's pressure, there's natural energy flows within our body and outside of our body. And the more we impede that natural flow with our own self-inflicted resistance sometimes, and the more we suffer and the harder things are when we either consciously or unconsciously impede or resist that natural flow. And there's so many ways that we impede that flow. I won't necessarily go into all the ways that we are in resistance, but I'm going to give you this metaphor. So if we humans are like bobbers, you know, when you go fishing and there's a bobber, it just floats in the water because that's what it does. And as humans, we are bobbers and we naturally float. That's what we do. When bobber is floating, it's in his, its natural state. It's supposed to float. When we're fishing, the only way that the bobber goes down is when there is a fish on the line and it pulls the bobber down. But the second that that pressure or resistance is let up and the fish is off the hook, the bobber will float again. It's so often that as humans, we will hold our own bobbers underwater so they can't float and do what they know to do. And this happens for so many reasons, but it's partly when we are in fear or if we're in lack and we don't trust, we don't trust ourselves or the universe, or maybe we are beating ourselves up and we're shaming ourselves all the time with our thoughts or we just have doubt in our ourselves in the universe or God. And in any way, when we impede our natural connection, it causes our bobber to not float. It causes our bobber to be underwater. The second that we stop the resistance, the flow can happen again. And it's almost like our signal, our Wi-Fi signal has too much interference and we just need a reboot. So to me, surrendering is effort because it's that process of having to unlearn all of our protective coping mechanisms and habits of self-sabotage and resistance. And it's really 
just allowing ourselves to be in that natural flow that is our God-given natural state. But because so many times we are so disconnected from that state that we have to do a lot of mental, emotional, and physical work in order to get to that place again. It's like how there's this idea that if you want food or products that are safe and organic and still have quality nutrients that actually have beneficial properties for you, you actually have to find an alternative food store or selection. You're going to have to probably pay more for it. Yet ironically, it's the thing that is like the most natural thing. But because in our society, eating well has sadly become a privilege and something that you have to pay extra for so that you don't have a bunch of chemicals in your food, which means if you pay less and you don't have as much money, you suffer because you're eating most likely more processed food that is completely stripped of its nutrients and laden with harmful pesticides and other chemicals. And because it's cheaper and the norm, the quote unquote alternative is the thing that is the healthiest thing for us that's meant to be how it is. So why I'm saying that is when we have to do this work of surrender, it's not just like we sit on the couch. It's not like we're just checking out of life. It's the opposite. We are in an active, intentional, co-creative flow with life. And we're doing that work with ourselves to be mindful and aware and to disrupt old patterns and to not take action when we normally would take action or to take a new action or create a new habit. And it's just about also wanting to care about so much how you feel. Because when you feel good, that means that you are in alignment and agreement with how your higher self thinks about you. Let me repeat that again. When you feel bad, that's okay. We're going to have feelings. But I think our goal should be to feel as good as we can as much of the time as we can and to care about how we feel by telling ourselves the truth that things are getting better and not necessarily worse. How can we shape our minds and our emotions and our body by telling ourselves the thing that feels good? Because when we feel good, that means what spirit and my higher self think about me is what I'm thinking about me. When we feel pain and suffering, it's because the thoughts that I'm thinking about myself are so far away energetically from what my higher self thinks about me that it causes suffering. And I'm not saying that we need to feel good all the time. That's not what I'm saying. But when we can focus on how good we feel and let our cork float, we're not going to be in resistance. And that's the process of surrender. It's a constant and repetitive prayer and co-creation with us, ourselves, the divine. And what I want to know is where in your life right now, or what can you surrender more to? 
And how can you have more faith in things that you can't see yet? Because a big part of this is having faith in something and feeling like there is something that is co-creating that you is more powerful and wise than you. And if you're an atheist, we'll have to have a whole other topic. How's your relationship with spirit, God slash the divine? And do you have ongoing conversations? And do you call in help and support? Because help and support is always available to us, but we have to ask and be open to it. So do you talk to your ancestors? Do you talk to your guides? Can you invite them in? Can you talk to God? How is your relationship? Because the more that we have faith in something more powerful than us, I think the more that we can truly trust and surrender to the unknown. And where have you surrendered in your life before to something or to someone or to a situation? And it's actually really helped the situation or really helped you and really paid off. I'm curious. Have a beautiful day or evening. Have a beautiful holiday. And please be kind, be good to yourself. And I love you. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one, and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside. Thank you.